Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're going to spend a second week in the 10th chapter of the book of Mark, verses 1 through 12. Last week, Pastor Jim explained the passage for us. This week, we'll pick up where we left off. Scripture here touches on the topic of divorce. The Pharisees came asking him whether it was lawful for a man to divorce his wife. When they were trying to trap Jesus in a theological debate, in his response, Jesus referred them immediately to God's word. What did scripture say about it? And Jesus shifted the focus from divorcing for any reason to God's original design for marriage. What is God's view on divorce? This week, we'll dive a bit deeper into the reality of divorce among us and God's response to divorce and the divorced. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Is It Okay to Divorce? Part 2. For our time in God's Word this morning, please join me in Mark chapter 10, where we're going to finish verses 1 through 12. Now, I need you to think back. I need you to roll back in your mind to 167 hours ago when you left church last Sunday. That's where we're picking up. This is a two-part sermon. Uh, Neither part is complete without the other, so I want you to put them together. The title is, Is It Okay to Divorce? Because that's a question that the Pharisees asked Jesus. So we have a text which looks like it's about divorce, and we're going to talk about divorce, but that's secondary to what the passage is, and you'll see that in a moment. Last week we took a little raise your hands poll. We verified that divorce has already impacted probably 80% of the people in this congregation, either personally or in members of our immediate families. So there's no question that knowing what God says about divorce and remarriage is needful. And even if we would rather not have to deal with it, we have personal proof that we really need to. So I'm, uh, I'm going to pick up where we left off last week. I, I said things last week I won't say today. Uh, to get the full treatment of the text, put the, put the two parts together. But let me give you a, just a couple of essentials by way of review. Perhaps this will help you hook into where you left off 167 hours ago. Uh, first of all, there's a, a very clear statement of how God feels about divorce. It's Malachi 2.16. I hate divorce, says the Lord God of Israel. Now, that's the frame of reference for all other passages on divorce. Now, as soon as we read that last week, we also clarified, God hates divorce, but God does not hate divorced people. God hates lying, but He saves liars. God hates theft, but He saves thieves. 
In other words, don't confuse his redemption with his morality. Divorce, even when it is permitted by God, always brings deep and long-lasting consequences. But God is a God of grace, a God of forgiveness, a God of redemption, and a God of new life. And those who are divorced against their will, who wanted to maintain and rebuild a marriage but were prevented by an unwilling spouse, those people are not second-class citizens. There are also people divorced and maybe even remarried before they became Christians. 1 Corinthians 7 addresses that in the church of Jesus Christ. We are to accept people in whatever state they are when they come to us. When they, and the, if we can't erase anybody's past, we want to help them from here forward. There are also some who maybe even divorced a spouse in flagrant violation of the Word of God, and now they're remarried or the, the former spouse is remarried. Nothing can be done to put the Humpty Dumpty of that first marriage back together again, even though there may be genuine remorse and repentance. And I would remind you, Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. And that includes the sins of divorce and unlawful remarriage. It's the duty of us shepherds of the flock to lovingly help people in that situation of dealing with a difficult time in their life to help them walk steadfastly with the Lord from now on. So we're looking at Mark chapter 10, verses 1 through 12. The heading is, Is it okay to divorce? Just an outline to work through the text. Number one, do not test the Lord, verses 1 and 2. Number two, do not harden your heart, verses 3 through 9. And then thirdly, accept your responsibility, verses 10 through 12. Now, we've already been past verses 1 and 2 under the, uh, the category of do not test the Lord. Why did we choose that terminology? Because it's right from the text. Mark 10, 1 and 2. Getting up, he went from there to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan. I'll tell you what that is in a moment. Crowds gathered around him again, and according to his custom, he once more began to teach them. Some Pharisees came up to Jesus, testing him, and began to question him whether it was lawful for a man to divorce his wife. So here's where it fits in the life of Jesus. We're we're very near the end. This is now in a region that Mark calls beyond the Jordan. That was one of the names for it. It was also called the region of Perea, to the south and east, on the east side of the Jordan uh, from where Jerusalem is. Now, the Pharisees attacked Jesus in public there, as they had done so many times. And you wonder, why would they do it again? Well, it's probably because they were hoping to get him in trouble with Herod Antipas, that son of Herod the Great, whose um, uh, uh, residence was in Perea. He was the one who beheaded John the Baptist after John the Baptist confronted Herod over unlawful divorce, unlawful remarriage, and incest. 
And maybe they were thinking, if we can just get Herod mad at Jesus like he was at John, maybe he'll behead Jesus for us and we'll be rid of him. That's probably why they came and brought this testing question. Trust me, it's never a good idea to argue with the Lord Jesus Christ, with God, with the Word of God. Do not test the Lord. Therefore, we titled that point. Now, we took, we took more time on that last time. Secondly, do not harden your heart. And last time, we just made it to the next verse, Mark chapter 10, verse 3. And he answered and said, what did Moses command you? So immediately, Jesus turns them to the Word of God. Let's not have an argument, your opinion versus my opinion, over divorce. Let's not debate as the rabbis debate over divorce. What does the Word of God say? What did Moses command you? Now, the mindset of the Pharisees is going to be exposed by how they respond to Jesus asking them, what did Moses command you? Jesus is about to take them back to the book of Genesis, where through the pen of Moses, God revealed his design for marriage. That's always where the discussion should start. But the Pharisees jumped immediately to a passage that mentions divorce rather than a passage from Moses about marriage. Well, Jesus called them to examine the Scriptures, so the Pharisees returned their own volley from the Scriptures, Mark 10.4. They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. Now, the passage they're referring to is Deuteronomy 24, verses 1 through 4. It's the place in the Mosaic law in which uh, the requirement is mentioned that when a divorce takes place, that there has to be a legal document referred to as a certificate of divorce that will protect the rights and the status of everybody involved, especially the one who was pushed out of their own home, and especially uh, the woman. Uh, We also learn from that text by implication when there is a divorce, it is assumed that there would be a remarriage. Now, Deuteronomy 24, 1 through 4, is not a passage on the subject of divorce. It was a regulation concerning a certain case of remarriage after divorce. What is said there about divorce is secondary, and it's by implication. But the Pharisees twisted that passage. They were really good at that. They did it with most of the Scriptures. So I want you to look again at Deuteronomy 24, even though we read it last week, and I want you to see if you can spot their errors. By the way, Deuteronomy 24, 1 through 4, is one sentence. Your English teacher would probably tell you to rewrite this, but your English teacher was not the Holy Spirit and didn't inspire Moses. All right, Deuteronomy 24, 1 through 4. When a man takes a wife and marries her, And it happens that she finds no favor in his eyes because he has found some indecency in her. That would be something short of adultery. And he writes her a certificate of divorce and puts it in her hand and sends her out from his house. And she leaves his house and goes and becomes another man's wife. 
And if the latter husband turns against her and writes her a certificate of divorce and puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house, or if the latter husband dies, who took her to be his wife, then her former husband, who sent her away, is not allowed to take her again to be his wife, since she's been defiled. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.